welcome to the Kitchen Counter Podcast. I'm Steph. And I'm Lauren. And today we are talking about trusting your intuition. But before we get started, we're going to do a little, what are we calling this segment? The appetizer? Appetizer, a little snack. I don't know. A little opening snack. Which fits because I want to know. Also, because you guys always have the best snack recommendations. So, what are you snacking on lately? Okay, well, this probably is not going to be categorized in or helping my case of having the best snack recommendations, but I'm just going to share a pregnancy craving because it's the only thing I want to eat lately. And that is frozen gogurt. I don't know what it is. <laughs> It's still like 100 degrees where I live, so it's still like so hot. The only thing that sounds good is gogurt, but like in the freezer, it's like a popsicle, but it, oh, it's so creamy and it's so good. And I know that's so gross, like literally yogurt from a tube, but I have gone through an entire box in like three days and I can't stop. So that's what I'm snacking on. I can text you, Link, if you want it. I'm so sorry. You know what? My kids really love those too. So no judgments here. I am five. I am a five-year-old. Okay. Mine is, I had these when we were on our trip to Florida, but it's these lemon dipped almonds. Okay. They're from Target, but when you like bite, it's those skinny dipped almonds or whatever they're called. When you bite into them, you're like, this is sour. What in the world? I don't know if I like this. And then you like keep like eating the almond and you're like oh my gosh this is amazing especially if you're like not the biggest fan of chocolate which I know that you aren't necessarily and so these lemon almonds are oh they're so good they're so yummy I was thinking you were talking about the lemon almonds from like Costco but the skinny those ones are like lemon head sour at the beginning right like they're kind of it's a shock And at first I was like, oh, what the heck? And then the more I ate them, the more I was like, okay, these are actually so good. Once you're expecting the like more sour lemon with your almond, then then they're just tasty. Okay, I'll give them another try. I need to switch it up a little, so I'll try those. (laughs) From your yogurt. I love it. Okay. Today we're talking about trusting your intuition. And I know that sometimes this topic can be like a little bit woo, you know, like a little bit out there, but I promise like, no, like there are scientific studies that back this up. Like it's a real thing to like, when you think about, I don't know why I always go back to like cop shows. Not that I watch a lot of cop shows besides like Brooklyn Nine-Nine, but like when you think about like a detective following a hunch, like that's what we're talking about. Like those gut feelings or like a still small voice or you we listen to Jamie Kern Lima speak and I'm going to talk about her in a minute but she called it your knowing or some people will refer to it as like a nudge from the universe just like that's what we're talking about um instinct hunches and I was doing some research because I was like I feel like I believe in this completely, but I know that a lot of people are like, I don't know. But anyway, so I was doing some research and they were showing how intuition plays a role in just like our daily lives. But they were talking about how your brain, your subconscious brain will pick up on patterns before our conscious brain. 
even realizes it. And so sometimes those like little like nudges or feelings or thoughts are because literally our subconscious brain has picked up on something that we're not even aware of, like fully in like the forefront of our minds. And so I thought that was so cool that sometimes our brains really like they're just built to protect us. And sometimes they can pick up those patterns before we even realize it. I think it's so cool too. I feel like I didn't realize this was really a thing until I became a mom and then having those feelings about my kids when I'm just like, something's weird. Like, I don't know. There was a podcast I was listening to. I don't remember what it is, but it's like, they always say, if it's weird, it's probably weird. Like if it's weird, it's weird. And so I've always tried to like go off of that. Like, okay, this feels weird in my gut. It's probably weird. And so I feel like that's my intuition mantra right now is like okay if it's weird it's weird and I need to follow that yes or have you ever like some people are so good at it like reading people but sometimes you'll like meet people and you're just like okay something's off something's weird and it's just like you can't quite put your finger on what it is but it's just like that gut feeling that you're like "Mm, better not you know yeah listen to this gut feeling here And then it's so satisfying when you finally like later on figure out what it was or like something comes out and you're like, I knew it. I knew something was weird. Patterns that my subconscious brain is recognizing or telling me something is off. And then like three weeks later, you're like, oh my gosh, that's what it was. (laughs) Love it. Um, So while I was looking up things about intuition, I was like, studying some like people that have like are famous for like trusting their gut right this was one story and I didn't know this but Paul McCartney right from the Beatles did you know he had a dream of the tune that became one of the most their most popular song yesterday but he dreamed it dreamed this tune and he was like so nervous because it was so different from all the music that they'd already done but he was like, no, we have to do it. He trusts his gut. And it literally was like one of their most popular songs of all time. But he, and he called it the most magic thing. Cause sometimes in like a situation like that, like it, it is almost like magical, you know? I love that so much. It is. And sometimes the ideas like, like that, like having a dream about something, you wake up and you're like, that was so crazy. Like, why would I ever think that I could do that. I think that about like work or other things we have going on, like this podcast, like when we first started like coming up with this idea and we felt I had that knowing feeling that was like, we need to do this. But then it would be like, why would I start a podcast? Like, why would anyone want to listen to me? But then it's just like that feeling, that knowing that's like, no, I need to do this. And I feel like that's kind of how, how his was. I mean, I'm not rolling in the millions of dollars with a hit song right now but I feel like it's kind of similar as like sometimes you have to I don't even know like fact check your reality versus your intuition and be like okay is this really what I should do or am I being crazy right also sometimes I feel like trusting your intuition totally takes like a a big leap of faith like you've got to like in that case like he went all in on this like it could have totally flopped like it took cold totally could have flopped and but he just went with it trusted his gut and it turned out okay and I love that um when we were in Orlando we got to listen to Jamie Kern Lima speak and 
I was so excited when I saw her name on the like roster, the lineup of speakers, because for those of you who may not know who in the world I'm talking about, do any of you use it cosmetics? Like, do you use it, Lauren, the CC cream? I don't. I used it the first time when I was in Orlando and I stole it from someone's makeup bag on the counter, but I loved it. It was like so good. And then it was like after you guys were like, she's here. She's coming to talk to us. And I was like, what is happening? Like, who is this? But she was amazing. Right? Okay. She started It Cosmetics from her apartment with her husband and... For reference, It Cosmetics is one of the like biggest beauty brands like ever. It's got like over 200 products. They sell it in Sephora, in Ulta, in Nordstrom. Like it's everywhere. She sold, she grew it from nothing, sold it to L'Oreal for $1.2 billion in cash. And then she became L'Oreal's first ever woman CEO. Like from, from, nada from no product at all she built this huge company she sold it but so she wrote a book which oh we should have done a what book are you reading because oh, I'm yeah reading. she wrote a book called believe it but it's all about like her journey to to do this but it was so cool because she told the story of how she was told no hundreds of times like she tried to get this like her company up and going and get her makeup sold in Sephora. They Sephora told her no. I can't remember how many times. It was like over 47 times or something like yeah. that. And like she got no after no after no. She even had one guy that like I can't remember if it was the top guy at Sephora or the top guy at QVC where they like got their start, but she was like, "I know this can sell." And he was like, "Do you want my honest feedback? Nobody's going to buy it from somebody that looks like you and she like like that would crush you like he was like one of the top guys in the beauty industry mm-hmm. and he told her no like it's never going to work but she just was like I knew and she called it her knowing in my knowing I absolutely knew this was going to work and so she just kept trying after no after but she was like I couldn't deny that knowing and that gut feeling. And so I just kept doing it and trying and going. And like, I still like my mind is still blown at that story. But like, she just knew, like, without a doubt, no matter how many times like people told her no, like she still trusted that, that instinct. And boy, did it pay off. I know. And I think it says so much about how much she really trusted her intuition. Because That was after she had already been told no, like 50 or whatever times. And then to have this person who's so high up in the beauty industry say, no, really, this is never going to work. Like I would have given up on like, no, number three, probably going. And then to have someone that high up be like, uh, no. And then throw in that insult, which I'm just super proud of her for not slapping him. Cause I feel like that's what my intuition would have told me to do. But I just like, I don't know. That is someone who trusts, who trusts their gut. But on the flip side of that, sometimes when you have like a goal or like a strong feeling and someone tells you you can't do it or they tell you that you probably aren't going to actually reach that goal or 
do you feel like this? I feel like this is maybe something in our genes. Do you feel like this drive of like, no, I can't. I'm going to do this because that's the problem that I run into. Yes. Watch me. Okay. You don't think I can do it? Watch me do it. And I feel like that's, she took that to like a whole new level, but I just can't even imagine having to, to trust yourself that much. Oh my gosh. I know. But also like, so cool. Like, so cool that she, she knew like deep down, she knew, um, which is a really random example, like songs and the beauty industry. But I was wondering, do you have, I know I have a few that I was going to share, but do you have a time when you trusted your intuition and how did it play out? I've been trying to think since you asked me this earlier and I, I feel like the only one I can think of right now is just when I was dating my husband, John, who he's great. We love John, but we, I know we met on a dating app, which I usually try and come up with some other story. But while we're here at the kitchen counter, we met on a dating app. That's reason. I know. And we met in like the end of August. And we, there was like this weird point where my lease was up, where I was currently living. And we were living about an hour away from each other. And we'd only been dating for four weeks. And it was kind of this weird point of like, okay, do I move closer and like see what happens? And, like, really, like, go towards this relationship. <laughs> Sorry, this is, like, the only thing I can think of right now. Or do I, like, play it safe, you know? But I just, like, knew deep down in my gut, like, this is the guy I'm going to marry. Which sounds so crazy because I was – we had been dating for four months – or for four weeks, which when you live an hour away, we had seen each other, like, four times total. And so it was just, like, so weird. But it was one of those things where I just, like – I just knew and I moved down there and we got engaged like, <laughs> like a couple weeks after that and got married in January. It was like so fast, but I just had like that weird intuition, like gut feeling of, yeah, I'm supposed to do this. And I, a lot of it was like, there was like a spiritual side and stuff like that. But just from the beginning, I knew my, in my knowing or in my gut that like it was right. And so as soon as I like committed to that, then it was smooth sailing. And now we're happy. (laughs) Yes, I love it. I love it. But I feel like that's the reason that the saying exists, right? Like when you know, you know. Mm -hmm. And like, I know that it was the same for me and my husband. We knew each other for months and months and months. And then finally we like went on a date and then we like started actually dating and then like got serious. And, but it was because it was like at that point and it wasn't just one-sided, like we both knew. Yeah. So then after that, things moved really quickly, but it was just like, no, like, I don't, like, I have no other way to explain it other than I just knew. Yeah. It sounds crazy. We're crazy. It does. But, it does. but you know what? So far, it's worked out. We're almost a decade in and so far we're good. So, I mean, I'm sticking with that, that intuition, that feeling. Um, I was also going to share this one because it's like kind of funny, but also let me put in a disclaimer here, judge-free zone. It is really hard to be a parent and I'm going to share a vulnerable parenting moment and I just need some space to share this. So kitchen counter is a judge-free zone. So I have twin girls and when they were about just over a year old, I like put them down for their Sunday nap 
or whatever, because we had like gotten home from church. And so I like, I was like, yes, it's time for my Sunday afternoon nap. So I like put them in their beds and like turned on their sounds, closed the blinds. And I just like normal nap time, like that's just what we always did. And then I like went and laid in my bed to also take a nap while they were napping, right? Sleep while the babies sleep. And all of a sudden I heard this weird coughing coming from their bedroom. And I was like, what the heck? And so I like turned to my husband. I was like, will you just go check on them? So I went in there and one of my twins was like, kind of like coughing weird. And he like patted her on the back. And then she like did this weird breath. And then she was fine. And so I had like, at this point, like come in there because it was weird coughing. And I was like, Andrew, my, that's my husband's name. I was like, Andrew, where's her hair bow? Where, where is it? And he just looks at me and he's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, oh, here's the bow. Where's the clip? Where's the clip that holds her bow on? And he was like, I don't know. It probably just fell out. And like instantly, like at an instant, I was like, thought came into my mind. She swallowed it. And I was like, there's no way. Like we're talking about like, it's like over an inch long. It's an alligator clip. So it has like little spiky things on the end. And I was like, she swallowed it. I know she swallowed it. And we tore apart their bedroom looking for that other, that little tiny metal clip. Couldn't find it anywhere. So I'm like panic texting Kristen, whose husband is a doctor. And what do I do? Calling the pediatrician. It's a Sunday. It's closed. I'm just like, what do I do? And I was just like, I know she swallowed it. We have to go to the emergency room. So we go in there and I was like, am I crazy? Am I being crazy right now? Is this, are they going to laugh at me when I get here? But I like explained it to them and they're like, oh no, like we'll check and see. We'll take an x-ray. And the whole time I was sitting there doubting myself and I was like, no, like it's the weirdest. Like I just knew she had swallowed it. But the whole time I was sitting there thinking, what if I'm wrong? What if I just am paranoid? Like what if, what if I'm wrong? And then we're literally sitting there in the x-ray room. Like I'm in that like garb all dressed up that they like put it over you. So you like don't get radiation or whatever it is. Guess I should probably be, I don't know what that is, but we're sitting there waiting for it. And all of a sudden I hear the x-ray tech through like the wall go, you have to see this to a passing of another passing x-ray tech. And I knew I was like, I was right. She swallowed it. She swallowed the hair clip. She did on the x-ray clear as day. We still talk about it and talk about how we don't eat things that aren't food. And (laughs) a lesson for our whole family, never put a baby to bed with their bow still in their hair because you never know. But it was just like this crazy, crazy thing. And like, she had, like, she was hospitalized for a few days. Like they had to put her under to try and get it out. Like it was insane. Turned out. Okay. Everybody's fine. But the craziest thing, like I just knew right off the bat, like she swallowed it. There it is. I have so many times felt that like whenever I take my kid into the doctor or I do something, it's usually revolving around my children. But I'm always, I always hate that feeling of doubt. That's like, am I crazy right now? Like, am I the only one who's thinking this? Are people going to laugh at me? Or is my doctor going to think I'm crazy since this is the third time I brought my kids in this winter season? 
but I'm so proud of you. I remember that so vividly, and I have never put my daughter to bed with a bow in her hair because of that. So a lesson for us all. Thank you Good. for following your intuition. <laughs> I love it. And I was the same way because I was also thinking, so they're right after my littlest was born, my fifth baby, like was not my first rodeo. And he got sick, like when he was like six weeks old. And I was like, it's just a cough. But I kept having a recurring thought that was, you need to take him in. You need to take him in. And I kept like brushing it off like all day long. I was like, it is a cough. He Like he probably just picked something up from one of his siblings who's at school. Like, no, like I'm not going to be that parent. And then finally, like it just like, I can't even tell you how, like I probably had that thought probably a hundred times. Like, you need to take him in. You need to take him in. And I was just like, oh my gosh, fine. Like, fine. I'm just to quiet the voice in my head, just to reassure myself that he's fine. Like, no, he's going to be fine. I took him in and my doctor was like, he's not doing well. And he, she was like doing all of his vitals. And she was like, you know what? Like, let's just test him for some things. And she was like, cause if he has, RSV, which was like, I've always heard about it, but like never knew, but it's very scary in little babies. But she was like, if he has RSV, like RSV babies can go downhill really, really fast. And so I was like, okay, like, thanks. Like it's a cough. He's fine, but we're just checking. And like, she came back and she was like, oh yeah, he has RSV. And she was like, I actually need you to take him to the emergency room right now. And I was like, what? And she was like, I don't think you understand. I need you to take him in. Like, and it was so funny to watch her intuition at play. Like, cause she could have, she could have sent me home. She absolutely could have been like, just watch him, make sure he's okay. And instead she was like, I need you to take him to the emergency room. And I was like, oh my gosh. So we went to the emergency room and like within that drive, like he just went downhill so fast. Like, and by the time we got to the emergency room, Like we were like tumbling on a downhill slope. Like he was, it was so bad. And I'm sorry if I should have like given a trigger warning because it was one of the most terrifying experiences, but he ended up going to like the PICU for two weeks, like in the hospital on breathing treatments. Like it was insane. All from like a little tiny cough and that, that I had the thought lots of times that, okay, he needs to go in. And my doctor who didn't turn me away, but who instead said, you know what? I actually want you to go to the emergency room. Like it was just like all of these things that were not coincidental. Like I don't want to use the word coincidence because it was just like, it was more than that. It was instinct and acting on that instinct. And he ended up being okay. And he is thriving now, but like it was one of the craziest experiences. And I think that was when I really started to like notice more or maybe like tune in more to intuition and just like kind of consider it more, I guess, because it was so crazy. That's so scary. And there's already so much pressure as a mom to like, we talked about this a little bit before, but it's like, as soon as you have babies, you have all of these older seasoned moms who are like oh your mother's intuition is gonna kick in you're gonna know what's best for your baby 
how much pressure is that to be the one that has to make those decisions sometimes? It's so scary. So I'm so glad you had what you felt like was good support in your doctor and like finding the people who also trusted their intuition. But I feel like there are so many times where I have those small thoughts and I'm like, no, it's fine. And I'm too embarrassed because I don't want to bother anyone or like, you know, put anyone out or anything. And so it's, it's so hard. And I think too, a lot of the time, like, it's almost like having the courage to be an advocate for yourself or for your kids. Like, just like making the effort because nobody's going to come to you. You have to go to them. Like in both situations, it was like, I had to make the effort. I had to go. Like, I had to like, if they think I'm crazy, I'm crazy. It's fine. I'd rather be crazy than have something happen. And so it's, it's trusting that no matter what happens, I'm going to be okay with the outcome. I did the work and, and it'll be okay. And sometimes I think while you're talking about that, I just thought of like another time where I, I feel like I trusted my intuition, but I never saw the results of it. Like we were, we were looking for a nanny or like a babysitter to come over just a few days a week so I could get some work done. I was still in the house. I just work upstairs in this little office while the kids play downstairs. And so we had moved to a new area and we were looking for a babysitter. And so I had gotten on, what's it called, care.com and had just kind of vetted through a few people and decided to interview some people. And so I had a lady come over who was really nice. She was super friendly. She was a, she was a mom. She was an older mom. Her kids were like teenagers And it was so weird because when she came to my house, she started talking to my kids and then she was like, hey, can I FaceTime my daughter to show you her kids? Her daughter wasn't going to be the babysitter. It was her. And she wanted to FaceTime her daughter to show show my kids to her. And I was still a new mom. I had a newborn. Yes, I had a newborn and then an 18-month-old and I was just kind of like, okay like kind of confused and so she facetimed her daughter and I was so uncomfortable and just was like kicking myself for like why am I letting this lady film my kids or to her teenage daughter who was like cool mom like she didn't really care but it was just like one of those things where I was like kicking myself for not trusting that intuition of like why did I let her like why would anyone need to take a picture of my kids or do anything like that and so she was a very forward lady and I remember when I was saying goodbye to her like leaving like the interview was over or whatever and she was like okay so I'll see you on Monday like kind of just assuming that she had caught the job or whatever and I just remember I was like no (laughs) like sorry (laughs) I was like you know what I need to I need to talk to some more people and I just kind of didn't ever talk to her again and we ended up finding someone better but I just remember feeling like wishing that I would have trusted it right off the bat instead of waiting and then telling her no eventually but I was just so mad at myself for not like following through and maybe she was great maybe she would have done a great job with my kids maybe they would have loved her but it just was one of those things where I was like if it's weird it's weird like something feels weird here and I just didn't want to bring that into my home so it was kind of interesting but we can get yeah. that out if you want. <laughs> no, I loved it because it's true. And I have had other experiences where I have been like, oh my gosh, I wish I would have. And Andrew and I were talking about this um, a few months ago, but we were talking about some experiences that had happened um, just in like our personal lives. And like, 
people that we had like put a lot of faith and a lot of trust in and that I had been like, no, like I trust, I trust them. Like this is going to work out. They're such wonderful people. And Andrew had a suit, like kept bringing it up too. Like he was like, no, like if something's weird, it's weird. That's what he kept saying. Like something's off, something's off. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like you just don't know them well enough or something like that. And that like, it turned out my husband's intuition was spot on. Something was very, very off. And it just was like, how much pain and how much time and how much suffering would have I have saved myself if I would have trusted my husband's intuition. Like, and I understand like you need like a confirmation for yourself, but it just was like, if I would have just been open-minded to his gut feeling, things would have gone a lot differently. And so I, I will kick myself for that forever. So I get it. Sometimes you don't trust your gut and then it ends up being Oh, you wish you would have. Okay, here's my question though. Because we talked about this a little bit, because especially like as a mom or just even sometimes as a woman, like walking on the street at night, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't go down that street. Like, and then I'm like, no, like I can walk. Anyway, sorry, that was a tangent. But how do you tell the difference between your gut and your intuition? or like fear and anxiety? I don't know. This is a hard one because we talked about this in the anxiety episode, but part of the, like one of the ways that I feel and experience anxiety is with repetitive thoughts that are like, don't do this or do this this many times, you know, like weird things like that. Or, or sometimes when we were talking about postpartum, it was like, okay, don't, don't drive, you know, and kind of trying to figure out what's what it is but I feel like if you really take a second and you put yourself in for me if I put myself in a peaceful place and if I am just quiet for a minute and maybe I turn off my music or maybe I stop scrolling through my phone and I focus on grounding myself back into reality and then I think of that thought okay what is my intuition telling me right now or are these thoughts of anxiety and fear or am I feeling this because something's weird or there's a red flag or is this something, a scenario in my head that I have no evidence of actually potentially happening, you know? And so I think it's really hard. And I talked about this before, sorry to bring it up again, but especially as a new mom, it was really hard for me to differentiate between the two because of this mother's intuition that everyone speaks so highly of, which I feel like is something you have to really practice to get down. But I think it's hard and it's something that I feel like I'm still working on. Do you feel like you have a way to kind of differentiate between the two? Oh, I feel the same way. I feel like it's definitely a work in progress, but I do feel like it's it's a skill. Like I feel like it is one of those skills that as you practice, you get better at it and recognizing what is coming from where. There's a quote, and I'm going to paraphrase it and then try and amplify it for everyone, but all good things come from God, right? If it's a good, uplifting, positive thing, to me, that is a way that I can tell. If it has like a positive spin, like you should take your child into the doctor 
like it's not negative like oh your child's dying oh your child can't breathe oh you're no it was just you should take your child into the doctor and whether you believe that it's like from god or the universe or your gut or whatever you believe it's those i feel like your intuition is never coming from a place of fear it's almost coming from a place of curiosity and like it should cause for introspection. Like, hmm, if I sit, I like your example of like sitting still with that thought, turning off all other distractions and noises, which I know can be so hard when you have kids and responsibilities and all of that. But I think when you can be still, turn off that noise and really like, is that thought causing me to be introspective and curious? Or is it coming from a place of like urgency, action, and fear? And I feel like to me, that is, that's a big like qualifier from me. Um, A lot of the time too, I've noticed that my anxious thoughts are really loud and really kind of like in your face a little bit and kind of like brash, like well, this is how it is. This is how it is. This is how it is. And instead of just like coming from someplace kind of a little bit deeper, like, I don't even know how to explain that. Like, but like, like deeper in the back of my head, maybe. And it's more of like a very calm, even if it is something that's like to do with like where my child's hair clip is, like she swallowed it. Like, it wasn't like you need to take her into the emergency room right now. It was just the recurring thought of, she swallowed it. And just like very peaceful, very like, that's where it is. That's what happened. And so I feel like that spin on, okay, where is it coming from? How does it feel? Is one of the ways that I try and differentiate between the two. I love that. I think mine also manifests a lot as panic. And as like, yeah. I gotta go to the hospital, we gotta go, we got, you know, and I feel like, like you were saying, the thoughts come as like peaceful and calm and even things as small as like, maybe I shouldn't let my kids do this. Or like, maybe I should, I should go check on my kids while they're playing in the front yard. My kids don't play alone in the front yard, but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. small things like that. Like it's not the, oh my gosh, my kids are going to get hit by a car or something. It's just like, oh, I should check on my kids or like something like that are the ones that are a lot easier to listen to because it's just calm and it's peaceful and yes and the other thing and this is what my husband always said to me and still says to me but he always says trust but verify trust but verify like especially when like dealing with other people um a lot of the time it's like okay trust them but you can always verify fact fact is fact and you cannot change fact. So trust, but verify. (laughs) That's one of our favorite sayings here. And I think the other one that I thought of too is, and you kind of touched on this too, but it's being honest with yourself and recognizing like, okay, am I in a place where my emotional health would put me in a panic or am I in an emotional state where it's like, okay, like I am peaceful. I am calm. These thoughts are coming in a place from a place that's good or from a place that's trying to protect me out of, out of love almost. 
I like that. And kind of going back to Jamie Kern Lima and her intuition telling her that like she's made for more and like this can help people and that intuition of maybe it sounds crazy, but it was still coming from a good place. And so not being afraid to keep going after those things that feel impossible or feel like, why am I wasting my time doing this? But if you if your gut's telling you that you need to do something or if your gut's telling you to keep trying or keep putting in that effort, then go for it. Like, keep doing it. And I think she was a really good example of that to me. And I'm like, okay, I need to read her book now. We'll link the the book down below because I'm going to buy it on Amazon anyway. So I'll just throw the link in. But yes, it really is so good. But you're you're so right. It it really does take like that courage and that faith to really jump into it, whether it's something small, like listening to your instinct when it comes to raising your children or what streets you should be driving down at night or what future you have in store it's just it's trusting that and recognizing where what source things are coming from and then really just leaning forward in faith and and then I think too it takes that action of whether that's continuing to try or taking steps to advocate for you or your children or whatever it is, but it does take effort to act on that intuition. But as you practice and as you get better at listening to it, then I feel like I'm better at it now than I was two years ago. And I hope to continue to get better at that as I continue to like turn inward and really like take some moments for, for stillness in my life. I love that. Just kind of building that trust with yourself. Like, you know, you can trust that now. And so it's it gets easier and easier. Like, I'm sure it was a lot easier to trust yourself with baby number five than it was with the twins when they were one, like, because you knew that you had you had felt that feeling before. And so following that and trusting it is easy. It makes it easier to do it again. So we'll learn it. We'll get there. We're still we're still figuring out this whole mom thing. At least I am, but <laughs> yeah, I don't think you ever get it figured out because they just like keep growing and keep changing. And it's just like, oh, new phase. Well, darn it. <laughs> right? Then you throw another one in the mix and then you throw another one and it's like, hey, yes, oh, I love that. And I think also I would love to hear too, if people have, whether that is coming and finding us this week on, on Instagram at the kitchen counter pod, we'll be talking about intuition and I would love to hear people's stories or if they have tips for learning to listen and follow your intuition. I think that will be really fun to hear other people's stories as well. So go find us at the kitchen counter pod on Instagram. And if you loved this or if this was uplifting or you felt like it was something you needed to hear today, we would love for you to leave a review and a rating. And thank you so much for listening. We're so glad you're here. And we will catch you at the kitchen counter next week. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. 
Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games.